This is episode 420, how to stop dating the same person with a different face with Trish. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the show. So happy to have you here. So you might relate to today's topic, and it's definitely one that we've talked about on the show before, which is being in a very similar pattern when it comes to dating and relationships. And either you're dating or even you're in a relationship, you may even be married and going, oh my gosh, why do I find myself in the same pattern of someone who's emotionally unavailable? And we all have different definitions of what emotional unavailability means. We also may find ourselves in a pattern of just not feeling chosen. Often the two go hand in hand. And in this episode, we did do some digging back to childhood, but my focus with Trish was to stand in a place of empowerment because often when we're in that place where we're looking at why we get broken up with or why relationships don't work is we end up in a victim consciousness, which isn't getting us where we want to go. It's just usually bringing on more of the same. So keep these questions in mind as you're listening to my episode with Trish. Are you someone who maybe has been married or has been in many relationships and you just find yourself at the same outcome? It doesn't work out. You feel not chosen. You feel like the person isn't emotionally available for you. And you just end up with so much heartache that you really are questioning whether or not you want to date again. Did you grow up feeling like you wanted more from one or both of your parents? and you never really got everything that you wanted? Are you grieving a recent breakup and blaming yourself and wondering, you know, what you did wrong? Why didn't the person love you? And finally, are you constantly working on yourself to try to attract a better relationship? So keep those questions in mind as you listen to my coaching call with Trish. Before we dive in, I want to thank my sponsor, Caraway Cookware. Maybe you've heard me talk about Caraway before. I love their cookware, both because it looks really pretty in your kitchen. It's the kind of cookware you don't even need to put on in the cabinet if you don't want. And it's non-toxic. So what they're known for is their non-toxic chemical-free ceramic coating so that food can be prepared with peace of mind and no hard-to-pronounce chemicals will leach into your healthy ingredients. Now I'm a stickler for toxicity and if you go down too many rabbit holes, it can honestly make you crazy. We live in a world where we're constantly exposed to things that our body should not have to be exposed to. And we can't control everything, but we can control what's in our home. And to me, investing in good quality cookware is an investment in your overall health. That's why I love Caraway. They take the research out of it for you. You know, they've they've done studies. They know their cookware is non-toxic and you can have peace of mind. And they have everything from pots and pans to storage containers to muffin tins, anything you need, Caraway has. And like I said, they look really pretty. Every set comes in various modern shades to fit with any design aesthetic. And it includes easy access storage solutions to keep the kitchen tidy because everybody wants a tidy kitchen, right? Here is your call to action so you can get your Caraway cookware. Go to carawayhome.com slash over it to take advantage of this limited time offer of 10% off your next purchase. Again, that's Caraway 
home.com, C-A-R-A-W-A-Y-H-O-M-E.com slash over it, or use promo code over it at checkout. Trish, welcome to the show. How can I help? Thank you. I'm I'm just finding it really frustrating that I keep choosing or I guess choosing men who aren't either emotionally available or capable of choosing me, loving me. Mm-hmm. And I've done a lot of personal development work over 20 years in this space. And I being like not loving myself has definitely been something in the past but I feel like I've I've worked through that and yet it keeps coming back (laughs) how does it keep coming back in the form of dating is that what you mean yeah like when I'm not dating anyone I'm fine I'm strong I'm driven I'm doing my thing and then I end up dating someone and it, it ends in the state where they either aren't in love with me or they cheat on me Mm-mm. and I it it's frustrating because I didn't meet them in, the, in that headspace but it obviously triggers that feeling of unlovable yeah and you said you've done a lot of work so I'm sure you've traced this back to some things where you think this stems from this pattern well and my parents divorced when I was one mm. <laughs> and probably a father wound of some sort in there that's my guess but I don't feel any anger I guess you could say towards my dad mm. what do you feel towards him love like I I think he did the best that he knew how mm-hmm. what did you want from him that you never got I mean I think from doing some of the work you see it differently obviously looking back and there definitely wasn't that quality time with him per se Mm -hmm. I've never lived with him he was always at a distance Mm -hmm. um and I'm in my 40s and I don't doubt that he loves me at this point so I feel like well but never really having him fully is is going to impact you you know it just it just is because as a child we we really do want our parents fully not part-time um and loving knowing he loves you is amazing but the inner child inside of you like needed more behavior like needed more time and I'm sure you work through a lot of that and so I don't want to take you down roads you've already been down I want to see if I can help just bring some awareness to the pattern and also really help you forgive yourself because it seems like you know, there's a frustration and a hurt and also this, this judgment that you're carrying around that, you know, you should know better or you're doing something wrong. I don't date a lot. My whole life I've never really had like five boyfriends and one of them is a husband. (laughs) So it's like, how do I end up of all the people choosing people that don't, that aren't committed? Like I know love takes work. Mm Mm-hmm. 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 and then it just feels like it's not worth like I feel like my like I'm I feel like I'm a catch I feel like I have a lot to offer mm-hmm. and then it gets triggered when I think 
it's people the, the men I choose to date or be with don't see the value in fighting for that. Yeah. 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 I really get that. So let me just ask you a couple questions. In relationship, when you're in relationship, how confident do you feel? In the past, there was definitely more of an anxious attachment style. Um, this most recent relationship, I would say I was pretty secure. Okay. Um, and how did, just give me kind of like, how do you behave in relationship? Are you really open and authentic? Are you guarded at all? How do you behave in relationship? I would say I'm I'm pretty open. I think there's times where I definitely watch what I say mm-hmm. to not upset the space. Like I may not be fully saying the things I would say to maybe my, you know, my girlfriend or my best friend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, like I am okay having uncomfortable conversations. Mm-hmm. Did you spot any red flags in this last relationship in the beginning or even orange or yellow flags? <laughs> yes. Okay. What were they? Uh, he left. <laughs> we I mean, were dating. <laughs> You're like, what? Um, we were dating for two and a half months and he has some of his own stuff that he's working through um, with family. And then he just kind of said, I can't, I need to focus on my family. Mm-hmm. And, and there wasn't a conversation and that was it. He was gone. Okay. Did you see any or feel any red, yellow, orange flags before that? No. Not at all. No. So I would say that there, we came from different walks of life, Mm -hmm. but there was nothing like who he is at his core. Mm -hmm. I, I liked, and there wasn't. And so when you had initial conversations about Mm -hmm. what you want in relationship, what you're looking for in life, you were on the same page. When he came back, we're on the same page. When, when we first met, it was kind of, I was scared. But then I did a bunch of more work <laughs> and realized that I was behaving that way. He was the first person I dated after being married. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So let me just track this. I'm just trying to get a pattern. Sorry. Here. So, That's okay. So you were married. You got divorced. We'll get to that in a second. You date this new guy. You pushed him away for at first, <laughs> but then he came back around. And then two and a half months later, after the second time you tried dating him, he left. No, so he left. I I was just going with like like high level dating, like why boyfriend girlfriend for the first two and a half months, and then he left to look after his family stuff. And then he came back two months later, and we became a couple. Okay. And we had done the work, like I had done work on myself to realize that it was that I was afraid to be in a relationship and like open okay. up because to me, when you're in a relationship, it's like you're committed and you work through, like if you're dating, it's not as scary as like boyfriend, girlfriend. Right. Okay. So, you know, it's hard to like identify really one thing because there's different wounds that are attracting at different times. So like this last person you attracted after husband and we'll get to him in a second Mm -hmm. when you're a little guarded. So that generally means you're not going to draw in somebody who energetically, verbally, they might be really open, but energetically, is going to be really like all gung ho about relationship if you're guarded yourself, right? So it's like we attracted level with, at which we are. So rather than rather than trying to dissect this, I really want to just get to a point yeah. of empowering you because you know I can feel the emotion, I can feel the self judgment, 
the shame, the longing, the, the wanting, all of that. And what I want you to drop is this story that you're a bad picker, you know, because your question is, why do I keep choosing men that don't choose me? Yeah. So on some level, how do you know you're choosing them, right? It could just be a subconscious attraction and soul contracts that like you have to work out. And no matter what, you, you had to go down this road to get to where you are. So I think that it's more about not a prevention plan, but an empowering plan when you start dating again or when you bring the next person into your life, really getting clear on where you are, what you want and where that person is and what they want really early into dating. And if you're not on the same page, if they're not showing up consistently, if they're being wishy-washy at all, if you're feeling guarded, then it's like, it's not a fit. But I think what, what can happen when we have a either parent where we don't get everything we want and we kind of settle for like the best they can do, mm -hmm. even though it's not fully what we want, we end up not very empowered in relationship because there's still that little inner child part of us, that little girl part of you who is like, I'll just take what I can get. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So what's coming up for you now? That it's like, I'll just take what I can get. But at the same time, I am a, like a selective, but it's like, what is it that I'm selecting? As in like, what, what about those people am I choosing or being attracted to if I'm, and I say this, like, there's been other men that have hit on or whatever, right? Like I, I don't date a lot. I'm usually working. Right. <laughs> right. I'd rather do that. But I'm at a point where I'm like, I don't want to have all these things and build an empire and do all this and be alone. Yeah. 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 No, I hear you. Well, and that's probably another conversation that I'm always <laughs> working piece, right? But what I want to, where I want to just stay with you for a moment is, can you see how in dating and even in the beginning of a relationship, you're not showing up completely empowered. Yeah. Okay. I'm kind of just letting it happen. Right. Right. And even in, you know, first starting to date, like I'm wondering if you're really as honest and as clear and as you, as you could be, like you said, I'm not as always as honest as I would be with my best friend. Yeah. That's a problem. Because it's intimate relationships we're talking about. Yeah. And there might've been a pattern with your dad since you didn't see him all the time that like you were always on best behavior with him. So this is less about, and you're going to keep drawing in what I like to call integration opportunities until you really stand in your power. So it's like saying no to things sooner is going to be a big thing that shifts us. So, like, if I don't see it going anywhere, you don't see it going anywhere. If you, if you're feeling guarded, if you ask questions, like, like, just to give you an example. When I met Steph, I had, I was so over emotionally unavailable guys who like, I date for two months and then they'd say, oh well, I'm sort of seeing someone else or I'm not really wanting a commitment or. You know, I'm just not at the point. I was so over it. Mm -hmm. And 
So from the beginning, like even before we were introduced, I had my friend ask him, are you looking for a serious committed relationship that will lead to marriage right now? Like before I would even let her introduce him to me. And so it's, it's getting that. And for some people will say, well, that can scare somebody away. Anybody who like wants that is not going to be scared away from it. Yeah. You know, it's not something that you have to lead with, but if you're like on a date and someone asks, you know, what you're looking for, ask for a second date, you can go on the second date, but by the second date, just say, Hey, I'm having a really great time. Just want to make sure we're on the same page. I'm, I'm dating for a committed relationship. I'm not saying that's necessarily you. We don't know each other well enough, but I just want to make sure you're dating for that reason too. Cause I don't want to waste either one of our time. Yeah. But, or it's even little things like if somebody says, Hey, I plan this thing, we're going to go golfing and you hate golfing. You say, Oh, I love that. You know, it's really funny. I actually really despise golfing. I love that you plan this, but how about bowling? I mean, I'm giving stupid examples, but it's like not, not holding back, being authentic, stating what you want right from the get-go. Because if you don't feel empowered in dating and in your love life, it's going to consistently feel like people don't choose you. It's exhausting. I'd rather work because it's going to feel completely out of control. And you sound like a very high achieving woman, very intelligent and things that feel out of control, you're going to run away from. Yeah. So we need to support you and not getting, you know, I don't like the word control, but some empowerment back because you have great discernment. We can look back at any one of your relationships in the beginning and we could probably find, oh, there was the yellow flag. Yeah, I think. As you're saying all of that, like I, if I was going in unsure of what I wanted the first time we met, I wouldn't have said that the second time we came in as like we wanted the relationship, but it wasn't all the way to like, I'm I'm dating with the end result of marriage or like, this is, I feel like I'm not sure if that's because I've already been married, if that's what I want. Is that, should I just not be dating? (laughs) Essentially. <laughs> well, then if, if, if you are, what, what do you want? Companionship, I guess. Cause I don't, I don't know. I feel like it's like, if, if it goes the right way or if it feels right, then yes. But do you see how you're iffy? Yeah. How are you going to attract somebody that isn't iffy? Yeah. It's making me There's like, just not date. <laughs> well, you, well, so you could not date for a while and that would be totally okay. Like until I knew I wasn't ready to date until I was willing to get hurt again. Mm. Yeah, I'm not there. Okay, then that's okay. Then that is okay. That's more so because I'm still hurting from most recent. Well, then heal from that. Give yourself some time and space. That's you being, you know, you're wanting an honest, authentic relationship or you feel empowered, that starts with you. So you saying, I actually, I'm not going to pretend that I'm willing. Like, I'm not going to pretend my heart's really open right now. I may want companionship, but I'm really not available for everything that possibly comes with. So I'm going to, I'm going to opt out until I'm feeling like 
I'm in a place where if it doesn't work out, that's okay. And I'm in a place of where I can be more clear about what I want. That's empowerment. Empowerment is not following, you know, some societal standards of what we're supposed to do or how quickly you're supposed to get over somebody or any of those things. Empowerment is being really, really honest with where you are. And if you're hurting and your heart doesn't feel super open right now, then choosing, like consciously choosing not to date is so empowering. And I fully support that. You know, when we teach our Be the Queen program, which is all for women calling in conscious relationship, the first almost half of the program, we instruct, we don't, you know, we don't ever track people, but we advise strongly and encourage strongly no dating. Because we want to give women the space to heal and to get really clear. Because if we move too quickly from one relationship to the other, it's like we're just bringing in old baggage that we haven't quite unpacked yet. I do. I I agree with that. I I mean, it was three years between my divorce and my and dating him. I don't generally date a lot because I don't want to get hurt, and that's been my story. Yeah, is that I keep getting hurt. So yeah, well, but how you can shift that is go. I've allowed myself to be hurt because I haven't actually really been empowered. Can you see in your daily yeah. life and in like your relationship, can you see how you ignored red flags or even yellow flags? You haven't been totally honest. You've said yes when you mean no or said no when you meant yes. You know, like, can you see how you've done that? Yes, I can see like things were, you know, going into this one, I was like, okay, this is important to me. This is important to me you know, like self-development and all these other little things are important to me. And those were definitely not all met, but I found it hard to, once I got to know who he was, to walk away without those. Does that make sense? Sort of, say it again. So when I when we first met, it was like I had all of these things that were like the, the things I wanted in the partner, right? Like mm-hmm. someone who was involved in, in growing together and open communication and, um, you know, healthy minded, like worked out all this other things, right? Some of those he checked off, some of them he didn't, but it felt like the connection was so strong, like emotional and, and intellectual conversation and connection um, and physical that it was hard for me to not continue it. Or to walk away from it now that I knew who he was. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. When we have strong chemistry, especially sexual, intellectual, emotional, whatever, it can completely blind us mm-hmm. to things that are not really going to work out in the long run because that wears off all the like fireworks and all yeah. of that. Like, oh my gosh, we have so much in common. And what you need is shared values to sustain. Yeah. You don't have to be identical people, <laughs> but shared values have to be there Which, and really wanting the same thing. Truthfully, they they were. And that's why I think I have such a, why I'm hurt by it so much because, I, and I even said to him when when we were splitting, like, you know, I feel like we have so much, so like our, our core values and, and morals and stuff are so aligned, like the outside stuff 
doesn't seem right. Well, but. I mean, he, I don't know how you can say you have shared values when he chose, like he couldn't <laughs> be in a relationship with you because he had family stuff to deal with. Fair. Well, this time he's just not in love with me. So. Well, either that or, you know, he just, because when we go, like when people don't prioritize their intimate relationship mm-hmm. and choose like a family member or work or friend or whatever, really it's a vulnerability block. It's an intimacy block. Mm-hmm. So if you want to hold it, he's not in love with me, that perpetuates your victim story of men not choosing you. Well, you can that's what that. he told me. <laughs> well, right. But again, if you want to hold that story, it will, it will fuel this belief. Mm-hmm. But if you want to actually get some altitude on it and look at, well, can he really be in love with anybody? Like, yeah. is he actually open and available to that? Right. Which then makes it not about me. Right. Right. What was his relationship history? Had he been in long-term committed it's, relationships? Yeah, he was married for almost 20 years. And what happened at the end of that marriage? Um, he left. She was not kind from my uh-huh. understanding. And so you think he's super open to relationships? No, there's, there's things. There's definitely yeah. other yeah. things there. Yep. Yep. So I, I, last and, thing I, yeah, go ahead. No, the, the other things there is part of where I, I think where, why I was struggling so much because I'm, I don't, like, I feel like it was that pulling it away. But at the same time, I can't, I'm not here to coach or be his savior. Right. 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 And you're also so, not there to make someone fall in love with you or choose you. Yeah. That's going to feel crappy. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. So I think also in your discernment and when you're dating people, like if I was dating a man who'd been married 20 years and had a wife that wasn't kind to him, a little, I'd throw a little yellow flag out because I'd be like, "Mm, it's going to be hard for this guy to trust women and open his heart again. And I'd be asking a lot of questions around therapy, around his mother, around if he's going to open his heart again, around a lot of things. Yeah. And everybody, especially as we get older, everybody's going to come with a story and everybody's Mm going to come with some baggage but it's how they relate to it. You know, I tell the story often, like my husband was a serial womanizer and cheater. Like he was awful. And I knew that was part of his past, but there was no yellow or red or orange flag that came up inside of me because of how he talked about it, how he related to it. The, I mean, years of work he did around it. Like I could feel in my body that, it was, it was complete for him. So I'm not saying you got to find somebody with this like squeaky clean past, but it's more about like really using your discernment to go, Hmm, like, can I feel this person's really open? And we already talked about how you weren't really open when you drew him in. So, so I think part of your, what's perpetuating your suffering Trish is the way you're holding all of this, right? Because there's what happens in life and then there's, the, there's what we make it mean. Yeah. And you're holding all of this in more of a victim place 
rather than a place of empowerment, which goes back to my whole theme of this call. It is really time to empower yourself and really think, okay, is me believing he broke up with me because I'm not enough and he didn't love me? One, is it true completely? And two, is it empowering? And maybe it's true he wasn't in love with you, but could he be in love with anybody right now? Is his heart available for that? Yeah. So biggest takeaway, start really questioning your beliefs and start really going, what's empowering for me right now? That's your word, empowerment. Much better than my word for the year because that was surrender. Oh God, And and I would never recommend anyone use that as their word for the year. No, me neither, me neither. (laughs) No, no, empowerment. Yes. And take as long as you need. Take as long as you need. It's interesting the, um, when I attracted how I was actually guarded, I didn't connect that. Because it's, I was thinking I was in a good place and blah, blah, blah. But I didn't connect to the fact that I was actually guarded. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Does this help a bit? Yes. Okay. It does. Thank you. Good. So thank you to Trish for bringing this topic forward. It's one we can't talk about enough. Relationships, man, they, they are really triggers, aren't they? If you want to grow, get in a relationship. If you want to grow even more, have a child. <laughs> the things that bring us the most love and the most joy often bring us the most growth as well. And as you've listened to this show, or maybe you're new listening to this show, so much of our relationship challenges come from our parental issues, our childhood. Not all of them, but a lot of them. As children, we want to be loved and feel safe and feel validated by our parents. And if there's any kind of feeling like that wasn't there, like in Trisha's case, she had her parents divorce at a very, very young age. And so she didn't really have her father available to her the amount of time that she probably wanted. And I wouldn't say every kid, but a lot of kids take divorce personally. They're like, why couldn't you stay together for me? So that feeling, not feeling chosen, that feeling has probably been there a long time. And so naturally every soul seeks to evolve. That's the entelechy of the soul. And evolution is moving away from judgments, away from limiting beliefs and into love. And the only way we can move away from them sometimes is to have them right in our face so that they're painful enough for us to look at. Isn't life wonderful the way it works? So often the relationships we draw in are triggers, are activators to look at the stuff from our childhood that we haven't fully healed. Now, Trish has done work. She had awareness. I didn't want to go too far down that rabbit hole because we go down that rabbit hole a lot on this show. What I really wanted to talk about was empowering her. You know, as a little girl, she probably didn't feel that empowered. And most of us as little kids often don't feel that empowered. As grownups, we don't feel that empowered. So this is really about taking her power back and not being a victim of her circumstances. Know that she has dominion over the kind of people she draws in. And when we broke down certain things in her last relationship, she was honest about the fact that she wasn't really open-hearted. You know, she still had guards up. So is she going to draw in someone that has guards up? Yes. And the worst thing we can do in a breakup is take it personally and mean make it mean that someone didn't love us. Now, 
That said, it is great to look at any relationships that don't work out and ask, what can I learn? How did I act in this relationship? I recall after my divorce, I really took a hard look at how I showed up in that marriage. And I had to take 100% of my 50%. And I applied that to my current marriage. I'm not making some of the same choices that I made in my previous marriage. So we want to look and grow, but not from the place of, oh, no one loves me. I didn't get chosen. It's my fault because that's going to throw us into a victim place. And I don't know any victims that are empowered. Now I'm not talking about being a victim of a crime or abuse or anything like that. I'm talking about being in victim consciousness, that place of nothing works out for me. I can't have what I want. We've all been there. We all know it well. It's not a fun place to be but it can be a comfortable place to be. So my encouragement to Trish was to move out of that victim place, be an empowerment. If she doesn't want to date for a while, great, claim it. No pressure to do that. Relationships aren't the be all and end all of happiness. I know many single people who are very happy single, just like having kids isn't the be all and end all of happiness. You get to choose what you want. And you might say, well, I'm not doing a relationship because I feel safe for not having one. Just make that okay for now. Let's just let that be okay. You didn't have the same kind of choices in childhood. Maybe an empowering choice is just to say, you know what? I just don't think I want this. And maybe I'm protecting myself, but that's okay. And then perhaps the day will come where you say, well, you know what? I'm actually willing to take the risk. Empowerment is about listening to your inner voice, not your inner fear, but your inner voice about what is going to make you feel safe. Because when we feel safe, we feel empowered. So that's my takeaway for you today. What choices and what ways of thinking and being can you take on to step into that place of empowerment? Time to move out of any any visitations to Victimville and step into that place of empowerment. All right, sending you so much love and many blessings. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings.